Welcome once again to the Cognitive Biased Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas, and today we're going to talk about the illusion of asymmetric insight, which sounds really complicated, but at the end of the day, it's just we think we know other people better than they know us. Um, and like, uh, it plays out in a lot of different ways, but that's at the end of the day, we just feel like we know everyone else so well, but we were a closed book, people can't possibly know us. Um, and um, uh, it goes into things like um, when I'm talking about stuff, right? And I think that the way I talk or the words that I say, nothing about that is like meaningful to you. You don't, you don't divine any deeper meaning about me. You don't learn anything about me by how I talk to you, but the way you talk, oh, all the words you're saying, I'm getting clues, right? Into every single, single thing about your personality, right? Like you're an open book. Um, and uh, people also think they know themselves, better than other people know themselves, right? So like me, I understand myself very deeply. I, you know, I am in tune with myself. I understand myself very well, but you, you just don't get how weird you are, how messed up you are. Like you just don't have that same insight into yourself that uh, I have into myself, right? So again, it's this notion that we're basically like a lot of cognitive biases. I think I'm better than you. Like at the end of the day, let's just, you know, call, call it what it is. Um, and it's, uh, even gets into things like how easy it is to get to know people. So, I think, oh, it's really easy to get to know my friends, but it isn't so easy to get to know me, right? You know, my friends are an open book, but me, I'm an enigma wrapped inside a riddle, right? Like, that's just sort of how we think about these things. Um, and this scales to more than just one person, right? So if you are part of a social group, right, you're a group of friends, but you have this other group that, you know, you don't like, um, you will think that uh, your group... Um, knows more about that other group than the other group knows about you the same way that you personally think you know more about your friends than your friends know about you. So it scales like to the group level as well. And there was an experiment by uh, Proyan Kruger, Savitsky and Ross in 2001 that kind of unpacked a little bit of this. And before you ask, yes, that Kruger is the same Kruger from Dunning Kruger. Um, so that guy's busy. Um, and they looked at a lot of uh, these different aspects that uh, like studied people and their roommates, uh, uh, people and their friends, and came up with a lot of these kind of conclusions, including conclusions around um, uh, conservatives and liberals, right? So it's the same thing. Uh, conservatives assume they know more about liberals than um, uh, liberals know about conservatives and vice versa, right? If I'm a liberal, I'll think that, oh, I understand conservatives completely, but the conservatives, they don't really get us, right? Um, so it goes both ways. Um, and again, it's this assumption that you know more about the other group than the other group knows about you. And one of the other things that they kind of looked at when they were, you know, um, studying those relationships is identity. Like a lot of this uh, bias is tied into like how we think about ourselves. And one of the interesting things was they asked people, you know, when do you feel most like yourself, right? And it would be things that are very, they would think of moments that had to do very much with like internal feelings, like, oh, it's really the feeling I get when someone applauds a performance I just did or whatever, like um, these sort of like internal feelings. Whereas when are your friends most like themselves? It would be external stuff like, oh, when they tell a dirty joke or, you know, when they're acting bossy, right? Like these external things, these external behaviors. And that should seem really familiar if, you know, you've been listening to some of the other podcasts this season, because a lot of that, like, it's a lot of fundamental attribution error, right? Like, it's this idea of when I'm looking at somebody else, 
all I can really see is their behavior. And so I really judge the external things about them. And that's what I kind of like base my, you know, pin my explanations to. Whereas when I think about myself, well, I have access to my thoughts, right? I have access to like my feelings. And so when I'm trying to judge things about myself or remember things about myself, well, then that's what I'm going to go to. Like when am I most myself? Well, I'm going to think about, you know, my internal thoughts and feelings. When is somebody else most like themselves? Well, I'm going to look at their behavior because I don't have access to their internal thoughts and feelings, right? Um, so it's kind of a natural extension of that. Um, and that's kind of how, like, the rest of the bias plays out too, right? The reason I think I know more about you um, than you know about yourself or that you know about me is because I have access to my internal thoughts and feelings, right? Um, so and you don't, so I'm going to assume that you don't know me as well. But I do have access to your, like, behavior, like what I see about you, right? So, again, I, I assume if I can see it, then, you know, I know it. But I don't know how well you know those things about me. I don't have access to your thoughts about me. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to assume you don't have any. <laughs> I'm just going to assume you're getting it wrong. Um, so it's a lot of, like, what you can see is what you base your judgments on. And you just assume if you can't see it, well, I'm just going to disregard it. Or I'm going to assume it's not as good as the intel that I'm getting from what I can see. Um, which has limitations. So, uh, another, uh, you know, uh, impact of this is, um, an extension of the halo effect we talked about, or uh, a few, um, episodes ago and really more like the horn effect. So if I see that you have some kind of character flaw, like I think you're, you know, bossy or I think you're arrogant, right? Um, I'm going to assume that, well, you must have all these other flaws too. Like if you're bossy, you're probably also bad at self-reflection. So I'm going to assume that you don't see that about yourself, you know, otherwise maybe you wouldn't be so bossy, right? Um, so it's a little bit of that, um, uh, halo effect or horn effect, or if I see one flaw, I'm going to assume all these other flaws are there as well. So that's yet another reason for me to assume I know more about you, or I'm, I'm better understanding things about myself than you are understanding things about yourself. Um, uh, so all these biases kind of like play together. Um, so uh, David McRaney from the You're Not So Smart podcast, which is an excellent podcast about cognitive bias, which is so much better than this podcast about cognitive bias. You know, please keep listening if you're enjoying it, but just trust me, you should also be listening to this other podcast. Um, but he, he made a great post. He has a great post about this, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, but uh, he brings up some interesting things about this, especially related to identity, right? So he talks about the idea that... Um, the word person derives from the word persona, right? And that is a Latin f word for the masks that uh, Greek actors would play in theater, right? So they would wear these uh, masks uh, so people, you know, far back could tell who, you know, they were trying to be, what Greek god they were supposed to be performing as or whatever. But the notion of your persona, your personality is, comes from a word that means mask, right? It's this thing that you put on and you go about in the world. Um, and you know your mask, right? But you assume that nobody else does. You assume that they're just seeing you. Um, so, uh, again, when they asked people, like, when are you most yourself? Like, they were looking at these internal things. And they kind of disregard that, yeah, you wear a mask and you know what mask you're wearing, but other people are wearing masks too. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we kind of disregard that. We sort of think our masks are just better than other people's, <laughs> you know? Um, and this also ties into, um, he also brings up how this ties into the notion of naive realism, which is kind of a, I don't know, higher category of fundamental attribution error, which again, it's this notion that you've got it all figured out and anybody who disagrees with you is stupid or biased, right? So I've got Every other, everyone else figured out. I understand them. I understand their arguments, right? If I'm a conservative, I understand that all these liberal arguments better than they understand them themselves, and I can see through them, and they're stupid. I don't need to listen to them, right? And vice versa, right? Uh, but me, I get my own arguments, and they're better, and I know they're better. Um, 
it's the same it's the same kind of fundamental attribution or i understand my stuff better than you understand your stuff and uh i'm better like at understanding your stuff than you are at understanding my stuff like it's it's it, it all gets wrapped up in that as well um and one of the interesting points he kind of comes to in this post is that um for most of human history right we didn't really encounter people with a very strongly opposing viewpoint, unless it was at the tip of a spear, right? Like by the time we ran into people who we disagreed with um, over resources or water or whatever, right? Like we were already engaged in battle with them, right? We didn't really have the space to talk about our differences because by the time we actually physically encountered each other, we were already uh, trying to like, you know, get the thing that the other person wanted. Um, so it's relatively recent in human history that we've had these spaces to actually talk to each other and form, you know, opinions about each other based on those conversations and not just on these presuppositions. And so it's a relatively new thing for us. And so we're pretty bad at it, right? So you notice that we carry those biases into political conversations onto social media, right? We don't really have well-reasoned discussions very often because the tendency goes toward, well, why do I need a well-reasoned discussion? I already know you better than you know yourself. Um, so that's a challenge for us, something we'll have to work on. Um, so that is all uh, for this uh, installment. Um, we'll be back next week uh, for the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dillon Thomas. We will see you next time.